take a breath as you enter the portal of Passages, the podcast, a container of empowerment, guidance, and inspiration to transform wounds and dark places into embodied wisdom and sacred spaces. This podcast includes readings of passages and deep dives into rites of passage with visionary leaders and others who have gone through transformative experiences that empowered and shaped them into who they are today. This is your host, Paulo Sello. I welcome you and I invite you into the space. For centuries, the woman's menstrual cycle has been viewed with something approaching revulsion and contempt. It was seen as dirty, a sign of sin, and and its existence reinforced women's inferior position in male-dominant society. Menstruation is still viewed today as a biological disadvantage to women, making them emotional, unreasoning, and unreliable workers. In the industrialized Western culture, which likes to think of itself as enlightened, the menstrual cycle is still rarely openly talked about, except in medical terms. There are barriers between mothers and daughters, wives and husbands, sisters and friends. Many women go through their lives hating themselves and feeling guilty for being depressed, irritable, bloated, and clumsy at certain times in the month. How many women have passed that hatred and fear onto their children, either verbally or in the way they behave. How many women's first period was a frightening experience because they knew nothing about what to expect or at best only the clinical details, which did nothing to explain the way they felt. In modern society where there are no longer any rites of passage, how many girls have actually felt that they had received the gift of womanhood and were given guidance in how to grow the experience. By learning the gifts of their own menstrual experience and seeing it in a positive light, women will once more be able to guide their girl children into welcoming womanhood and its cycles. Many women suffer in their menstruation, both mentally and physically, and help tends to be available only for for fighting the symptoms. The cause, which is obviously being a woman, cannot be helped. The existence of premenstrual syndrome has become accepted in modern society, but its effects are still viewed as negative and destructive. Women have had to fight very hard to make society, medical science, and the law realize that women pass through an altered state of awareness linked to their menstruation. But there is no longer any structure or tradition which help women to understand and use that awareness in a positive fashion. Menstrually active women are cyclical by nature, but with society's linear view of time and events, it is often difficult for women to realize this and to acknowledge and make use of it in their lives. Even when women record their monthly dates in a diary, it can be difficult to see them as a cycle of events rather as a repeating linear pattern. If women become aware that they are cyclical beings during their menstrual lives, then they begin to recognize that they are part of the greater greater rhythms of the universe and come closer to accepting their true nature and finding harmony in their lives.
And this is by Red Moon, Understanding and Using the Creative, Sexual, and Spiritual Gifts of the Menstrual Cycle by Miranda Gray. So much. Thank you so much for bringing that, for bringing that into the space. There's there's so much of that and 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 of course you know what i mean the the first question is always what what had you choose that but i feel like it's that goes without saying for me right because i understand mm-hmm. why you know just the the importance of of reclaiming one's power right mm-hmm. it's it's this aspect of of womanhood that um over centuries, I would say, maybe, I don't know, I'm just exaggerating in time, maybe, but um, over centuries has been um, rejected, right, and in so many different ways, and so um, without going too far, you know, into that, I just want to thank you so much for, for bringing that, for bringing that into the space, and, and bringing such, um, I would say, revolutionary wisdom, you know, into, into this passage, because we can't be fully empowered in as humanity, or, you know, as women, as, as human beings, if we don't um, fully honor these, like, natural, natural, cyclical nature um, of womanhood and of ourselves, yeah. right? So, mm-hmm. um, so I will still ask the question, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was asked the question. Um, what um, what brought you to choose this specific passage yes. for today? Well, when I think of passage, I think of the biggest passion that passage that we go through as womb keepers is our menstrual cycle, and I feel it's something that is still you know considered a taboo talk topic. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's this beautiful booming of you know knowledge surrounding what the passage that I just read and women are stepping into this cyclical nature that we are. Um, and I find just supporting this, this passage, this work is just so important that I continue to share, um, especially as a mother, um, I have, um, a four-year-old girl and a son who also needs to hear this information because someday maybe he will have a daughter or, um, his partner, you know, if he decides to, to be with a woman, you know, and so having this knowledge is so important for my children, but on a collective level so that we can fully understand one ourselves as women, you know, I work with lots of women and a lot of them, when I explain how we are cyclical and when I break it down, these archetypes and um, how we work with these seasons in our life around our cycle, our menstrual cycle, it's almost like this light bulb goes off. Like, wow, that makes so much sense why I'm feeling like this during this time of the month. You know, that makes sense why around this time of the month, I feel more energetic. Like I can go about the world and I feel inspired and I want to do things and um, or time of the month where I feel more inward and I want to rest. Um, so I feel as women, as we're stepping into our power in the world and remembering this knowledge, um, this is such an important aspect of it. And we can really go around living empowered 
and understanding our bodies um, and really show up fully as ourselves and not so be hard on ourselves, you know, not to shame ourselves, you know, I'm just really empowering women to, to step into this space fully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's so, it's, it's so liberating. You know what I mean? It's so liberating to, to get to know that we actually have this internal compass, right? This internal, yeah. like cyclical compass that like really takes us to, to this, different faces right like there's different faces in in our in our life in our in our days in our weeks in our months right and so how how did that how did that specifically like look like for you right because it's where you are right now I mean I don't know if if did you did you grow up knowing this you know there was of course there was always like that little tiny like spark of wise woman in you right? <laughs> yeah but, um, but that like what was that passage like for you specifically yeah so I didn't I remember the first time I got my period I was at home on the toilet and I just started bleeding and I was like oh like my mom was always very I'm grateful very communicative with me and you know expressed that I would be going through this as I got older so I didn't feel scared or ashamed which I'm grateful for um and she held space for it but it's definitely not how I plan to hold space for Luna when she becomes of age I really wanted to be more of a ceremonial rites of passage for her um And growing up, you know, I got my period young. I think I was only, um, oh gosh, fourth grade, fifth, fourth grade. And I was so embarrassed and I was so ashamed because I was one of the only girls bleeding. And I just was overdeveloped, you know, at, at such a young age, you know, so there was always this underlying shame and um, just that underlying, like this sucks, (laughs) you know, why do I have to be bleeding? You know, I was very athletic all through middle school to high school. So bleeding on softball game days, like I hated it. I was like, I got to slide in the mud right now. Like I got to slide head first, butt down, like bleeding and I would be exhausted and You know, it makes me think about, you know, my parents um, really had me in this very masculine state, you know, very, um, I loved that they put me in athletic, athletic um, softball, but at the same time, I wasn't really nourishing my more feminine, which was like really into choir and to maybe cheerleading and dance. Um, So I didn't, I never had that connection with my blood the way I do now. And not till I would say, as I got older, I mean, I've always used tampons, you know, most of us use tampons to forget that we're bleeding. It's like, Oh, bleeding. Let's just plug ourselves up. And when we do that, we block that innate wisdom and channeling that we go through and um, listening to our bodies during that time. It's just like, we want to shut it off and pretend it's not, it's not happening um, because it's how we're taught as on a societal level. Mm-hmm. Um, so not until I got older, until I had Luna, And I stepped into my medicine woman role and I started working with herbs. I started seeing women a lot more and started focusing on womb healing um, with working with herbs. But I also, you know, as an herbalist, all my teachers taught me to, as an herbalist, you look at the body, you look at the whole person, you know, whatever they're experiencing, really look at the mind, body, spirit. So when women would come to me, 
around having menstrual issues, I'd be like, okay, like I really wanted to dive deeper and to gain knowledge on the, the wisdom energetically, like what do our parent, our menstrual cycle stand for? Um, what is our body going through? And it really led me down this rabbit hole of realizing that menstruation is actually very sacred and our ancestors around the world really honored this time. And um, not just women, but the men as well saw women as oracles, um, as bleeding as bleeding women and that these women would bleed, womb keepers would bleed and they wouldn't die. And they would come to them for channeled wisdom because I've um, I've come to learn, you know, as we're bleeding during this bleed time, we are, the veil's very thin for us. So we're able to really, and I, I don't know if you all notice, like when you're bleeding and feeling just very like inward and wanting to rest. And we know that when we're in that resting being state, so much information is able to come in because we're not distracted by the doing doing. Um, so that's how I, I got started with this, this passage of um, supporting the menstrual, menstrual cycle and sharing this wisdom. Yeah, it's so, you know, the, um, because, you know, for those of you that are listening, you know, I, I would encourage you to to just kind of go back in time, you know, go back in time for a minute and just see what, like what that experience was like for you, you know, when you first got like your moon, right. And then there's like that, um, the, the story, right. It, it literally is, it literally is a rite of passage into womanhood. Yes. Right. Like into like now at this, you know, now at that point is, is where you are, you're becoming a woman, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're becoming a woman, you're, you're opening up your, your body in a way in which you can, you can bear children. Like you can create, like you can create life at this yeah. point. And that's such a huge, like if you really like, just take a moment to really sit with that, you know what I mean? And, and the, and the fact that you went through this at such a young age, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I, I recall, I recall, like I was in third grade. I, it wasn't, I was in third grade. Uh-huh. I remember it was around new year's uh-huh. and I, I was cramping and I thought I was dying. And I thought like <laughs> the Turkey had done me wrong. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. I don't know. It was the tamales. Like, I don't know, but I'm just, it was so painful, you yeah. know? And, and I remember being so scared and, and, and also remember being so, like you said, right. It's just like, kind of like this encouraged, like, ah, now I have to deal with this mm-hmm. and, and having it not be, an empowering experience right and just like you and just like you shared kind of going through um you know in 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 your like in your path right and in your path like kind of going into this desire of deeper understanding the the wisdom of a woman's womb and how like that really guided you into um this this role in which you get to hold you know for yourself that you get to hold for other women and that you get to hold for um you know for your daughter and generations to come that that way they can get it and then they can be like wow like thank you like now I'm here now I can honor like the way in which I'm evolving and the way that my life gets to um unfold from this point now I get to like deeply and intimately connect with this with this aspect of myself and this mm-hmm. this compass that I have in yeah. my life now yeah I agree 100 I feel if 
we had, um, you know, those rites of passage for our daughters, um, we can teach them how to cultivate their own voice, their own inner voice, you know, um, by understanding that the seasons that they hold within them, for example, um, when the, so the, our menstrual cycle, menstrual, the root um, Latin um, word at the root of it is um, um, calendar, I believe it's calendar, which is connected to moon. Um, I feel like calendar is wrong, but well, it's essentially that, and that word for calendar. Like a time cycle? Yes. Um, so if we can teach our daughters that, you know, okay, right before you bleed, um, you're in this like phase of the enchantress where you're very intuitive, you know, you may feel a little, um, just fierce, um, very short, uh, maybe a little short and a bit tempered during this time, but this is the time when we're really reevaluating. Um, our previous cycles, you know, a lot of the time, this is when we experience PMS. So if we can empower our daughters, like, hey, this is what you may be experiencing, and not to shame yourself for feeling these things. And then right after, so that season is also connected to fall. And then if we can move them, you know, this is okay, now you're bleeding, mama, like, this is your winter time. This is when you're supposed to rest. This is when you may feel very vulnerable and just want to lay down and read a book or um, also because you're being still you're channeling, you know, you may be channeling, channeling these ideas, right? Think of winter or hibernating, you know, and then showing her the next phase that she may experience after the winter, which is spring. She's coming into like her inner maiden and she's um, full of life again, maybe wanting to go back to fully exercising, Um and then you can also see like how we embody the feminine and the masculine through these cycles, mm -hmm. you know, after the spring, we move into um, summer, which is like the mother phase and we're doing, and we're bringing forth our creations that we may have been downloading in the winter. And you can see like the masculine in the spring and the summer, these doing energy, and then the fall and the winters, like the feminine, you know, and having empowering our daughters womb keepers in that way helps them to one like cultivate their inner voice and to understand their bodies and it really helps to support them to walk their path this lifetime mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and it's you know I I think I think back you know I think back and like um, and maybe a, a lot of you can relate right if you're if you're around our age you know not 25 anymore, but also like yeah. not 40. Yeah. <laughs> between. <laughs> like somewhere in between. Um, but having, you know, sometimes I, I, I go back and I think, man, if, if somebody would have just told me about these rituals and, and about these like rites of passages and then this wisdom of womanhood when I was a 15, yeah. you know, when I was 15 years old, like how different, how different my life would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and, and to think of, of the way in which now, right. Like all the get, getting us, get, us getting to have this conversation and feeling like, and, and, and feeling so empowered in it that it gets to yeah. like be shared on the world and other people get to listen to this. Right. I feel like that is, we've come far people. We've come yeah. far. We have. Right? <laughs> and, and, and so 
it's such it's such a beautiful thing to to witness and and to get to receive for us for ourselves as as womb keepers right as as you say mm-hmm. and you know as it comes to as it comes to your journey right so you know you gratefully like you're you know you were in a way educated about hey this is gonna happen you know, you're going to go through this. You're not going to die. It's totally normal. Right. I was like, I'm dying. I'm dying. And, and then kind of, you know, you were able to go through that, but then also like still kind of being in that, um, still not being fully aware, right. Of, of, mm. of how it is that we get to honor and how it is that it, it allows us to honor ourselves. Right. Mm. It gives us that guidance and, and so you were doing softball and you were doing all these things. And then like, you know, kind of like being a little bit more in that masculine energy. Right. And then, so you get to, you know, you get to grow older and you're working with herbs and, and you're starting to, you know, work with women and, and deepening your knowledge to, um, to, to the womb and to the menstrual cycle. Right. So for those of you that don't know a lot of, you know, usually people, in the spiritual world, um, <laughs> we'll call it, you know, your moon because you got your moon. Right. And so a question that I have for you yeah. is that some, something that I've heard and that I've like, I've definitely, you know, noticed within myself is that, um, some women will have their cycle during the new moon and some women will have it during the full moon. Yeah. Right. And how that shifts. Right. I remember my, yeah. my first, um, spiritual mentor, she shared with me, cause I used to have so much, oh my God, like my cramps used to be like terrible, like mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. And, and then I, it's, once I started like getting in touch with my intuition yeah. and meditating <laughs> and, you know, letting yeah. go of things that no longer served me, you yeah. know, beginning mm-hmm. to really go with that and becoming aware of the moon and, and starting to do those things, the elements, um, I started to attune to the new moon, mm. right? I started to attune to the new moon and, and then after I got a divorce and went on this whole path. I switched to the full moon. And so I'm curious as how like that journey like evolved for you and, and what insight you can bring us as, you know, as far as those two things. Yeah. So for me, I hear that a lot, you know, our cycles will switch based off what we're going through in our life. You know, I experience it too, you know, because our, our menstruation is so affected by stress by what we're bringing forth in the world, what we're calling in, you know, our menstruation wants to support us when we're bleeding. Think of it as like a mini death and rebirth. You know, our blood is the force that allows us to release what is no longer serving us. So we, when we can get really intentional during that time of the month to say, maybe there was some things you were going through this past month. Okay. Like let's like use this time of the month to just shed it all with this bleed. And in Chinese medicine, they really saw this as a valuable time for women to not only energetically let go, you know, of, of things, but even like up to like diseases and infections and like just being really intentional with this time of the month. Um, so, um, so full moon bleeding means that you are ovulating. I always, I always have to think really hard when I'm saying this. So, <laughs> because it's so full moon bleed means you're ovulating. Mm -hmm. with the new moon when 
you are ovulating with a full moon that was really seen as dynamic because you're literally creating your eggs are being activated and illuminated by the full moon. So that would mean if you're ovulating on the full moon, which means you're menstruating on the new, you're in this phase of like that mothering energy, gifting your gifts to the world, your outward and, and giving Mm -hmm. the opposite would be ovulating on the full, on the new moon, Mm -hmm. bleeding on the new moon. Said that right, right? Full moon. Full moon. Um, ovulating on the new moon, bleeding on the full moon would mean that you're more inward. You're doing inner work, right? So think of like your eggs are not really illuminated by the full moon. It's more of like by the, the dark moon, the dark um uh winter moon, right? So you're doing a lot more inner inner work during that time. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I love that. And, you know, it's, and for those of you listening that, that are, you know, to really get to take this in and just the ways in which like our, our, our moon cycle, like our menstrual cycle is, is really here to support us. Right. Like, I love how you shared. It's just that like, it's it, the moon, like our menstrual cycles will literally attune to a specific lunar phase. Yes to fully support us in, in that, like, like in, in that specific, like whatever it is that we need. And, and I feel like that in and of itself is just such a beautiful, such a beautiful way to see like our inner connectivity, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? And, and our connectedness to, to the earth, to the moon, to the waters and, Mm -hmm. and how connected we are um, in that way. And so, you know, when it comes to, you know, when it comes to our, um, ourselves as women, right. And coming into those rights, that rite of passage into womanhood, which is receiving your, your menstrual cycle. Like, what would you say are like, when you became aware of all of this, like, was there a ritual that you had with yourself that you began to have, Mm. you know, with yourself that I would love to know about? Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, as I started diving into this wisdom, uh, my three of my other sisters and I um, were having a retreat mm-hmm. and it was my first retreat I was hosting. We were called um, the, the Elementals um, was our name because we were all represented one of the elements. I was earth, of course. <laughs> um, my other sister was air. The other one was fire. The other one was water. And we had a very sacred water ceremony. Um up in Payson and all of us, you know, we got nude and we got in line. And, um, one of my sisters, um, she practices shamanic um, medicine. So we all went through this water ceremony and I happened to be bleeding. Um, I got my period right on the retreat. So I feel as we went through that water ceremony, I was able to offer my blood to the earth, to stepping into this path, of womb of um, womb priestess of um, earth medicine woman and um, I really felt like that moment and my sister was channeling Ksenia at the time and I took off my pad and I was like and she's like offering I'm like yes (laughs) 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 then I gave it to the earth and um, I got in the water and it was a very um, sacred moment for me and that for me was um, 
an initiation into this path, you know, um, this type of wisdom and knowing is not new. It's, it was a remembering, you know, it was activated within me, um, from the medicine woman before me. And also just learning that a lot of our ancestors actually really had whole shamanic, um, journeys around their blood, their menstrual cycle and had, um, women who were shamans who held space, um, during, you know, this time. And there's a whole lineage, um, like Mary Magdalene, who is the keeper of the blood mysteries. And, um, there's so much to learn here. Um, and so much empowerment for women to step into this space. And if I knew what I knew at, at this, at a young age, as I was stepping into this passage, um, I would have felt so much more empowered and to be proud to be who I was Mm -hmm. a woman, a womb keeper. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's, it's the, it's the portal of creation ultimately, right? It's it's the portal of creation and to, and to get to know that, right. And not see it as, as a, not see it as a burden. You know, I feel like it's, um, just because of all the ways in which um, I feel like society has has placed, you know, all of these things like on, you know, on the menstrual cycle, right? Like mm-hmm. there's there's even pills so that you can stop it, yes. right? So that yes. you can stop having the cycle, so that you can um, stop going through the the natural cycles of of our being. Yes. And I, I feel that because those were put in place with the foundation of women not fully knowing this wisdom or Mm -hmm. having easy access to this level of education or this level of remembrance, right? Mm -hmm. So then those things were put in place, but I feel like now what's happening through, you know, women like you that are bringing this conversation forth and that are providing the proper education and and sacred wisdom for, Mm -hmm. for women, it really allows for this evolution and revolution to happen in which women can actually be empowered in their own bodies with their understanding of their own cycle so that they don't have to um, feel like they need to play into all of these you know basically is you know capitalism and but we won't go into that stuff yeah. <laughs> um you know it's in and to really get to simply be empowered by by one's own nature yeah. right and um one thing that one thing that was was shared with me once that I was completely blown away with right because I as you shared about you giving your offering um you know, offering up your blood to, to the earth. That sounds super wild, right? Like back in the day, you would have told me that and be like, yo, that's some witchy shit. I'm into it though. It sounds kind of cool, but wow. Right. Like super yeah. radical, super radical. But I remember being told that our menstrual blood, it, it, it has, it has stem cells, right? So it yes. actually has the, I'll let you share that because I don't want to butcher it. No. Yeah. So, you know, our ancestors knew that our blood was sacred and it was full of minerals, vitamins, and stem cells. So they believe that the earth did hunger for blood. So it was the woman's job to give her blood to the earth to feed her. And this was, of course, during the time of, you know, beautiful matriarchy where women were, um, 
just seen as goddesses and were worshipped. And um, there was this beautiful balance of the feminine and masculine, right? The masculine was holding space for the feminine, feminine holding space for the masculine. But then something happened um, where there was a shift where some there's different theories. Some say is when we went from like our more into um, intellectual intellectual part of the brain where we started writing more with our hands that we started um, forgetting these more feminine, feminine um, intuitive practices. Some say there was an energetic shift. Um, either beings came down like beings that weren't um, the, of the highest light and decided to take away this power and knowledge from the women um, and from the men, because it was men that supported this, this wisdom. And then what happened was there was the earth still needed blood. So instead of offering our natural menstrual cycle blood, they started offering blood from sacrifices or from wars, like sacrificing animals or sacrificing humans. Um, and then bloodshed and war started happening. Um, wow. So being able to offer our blood is a beautiful, so many beautiful, um, there's so many beautiful benefits for mother earth. And for us, it's a way to really just show our reverence. Also, it really helps to connect with her. Um, she is an amazing composter. You know, if there's something we're needing to let go of, um, one, we can help and we can ask her for her help to compost this energy, you know, and to bring in some new energy into our womb, you know, or we can simply give it back to her to honor her and say thank you for all that you do for us. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I just every time after you speak, I'm like, that's it's so beautiful. <laughs> no, but but it really, yeah. really, really is because you know, when we, when we come into the, um, the aspect of, int of intentionality, right? Like mm -hmm. what, how it is that you, how intentional it is that you choose to be about things. Right. And I feel like the way that in which you release things and the way in which you receive things makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. Right. And so coming into this more empowered, empowered space through the understanding of, of our bodies, the understanding of our wombs, the understanding of our menstrual cycle and how that allows us to, to receive it with so much more reverence, mm -hmm. right. Then, then maybe we, we would have in the past. And then, so that cycle gets to continue in the way in which we, we offer it, right. Like being able to, you know, like giving yourself the opportunity to not wear tampons, right. Yeah, to really yeah. allow, because you know, when, when you mentioned that it, it really sparked something in me because when, when we wear that, it's just like, you, you literally don't know. Right. And, and I've noticed, and I've noticed yes. that once I stopped, once I stopped wearing them, it does bring you into this deeper, um, presence yes. with yourself and your cycle. It's not, you can't just like no, pop one in and up. go on about your day. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, Oh, Whoa. It like, it comes in waves and, and the moments in which it comes in waves and like, you know, being so much more present to, um, to, to that cycle, right. Without feeling like it's a burden and it's, yeah. it really does call us forward to this, this deeper intimacy with ourselves and how we're going about our days, how we're going, about our, you know, being with our emotions. And um, it's, 
it's such a it's such a powerful awareness mm -hmm. to get to have as women and and I love how you mentioned it as well that it's such a powerful awareness to also have for men mm -hmm. right to understand that when women go through these cycles it, it is such a sacred such sacred time mm -hmm. right and 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 that it's not like, you know, how many men, how many men will think like it's gross or yeah. that it's like eh, yucky or like, you or, know, there's yeah. literally cultures, right? Like there's cultures yes. where they would go and like isolate the women and put them in, you know, specific spas yeah. because they were too filthy in order to be in the kitchen. Yeah. Right. And, mm -hmm. and just, that just blows my mind. I'm like, whoa, really? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and to to get to this point in which we're in now and, and to have the opportunity to, to shift that and to, and to welcome a, 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 a beautiful, like harmony and immersion in which women understand mm -hmm. and, and hold it in a reverent space and, and men do as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, It's all about, you know, power, really, it comes down to power and how women are powerful and the patriarchy. Um, and when I say patriarchy, I don't just mean men like there was women that supported the patriarchy, you know, um, both men and women. Um, and women were seen as powerful beings, you know, and that wasn't um, wanted, you know, women were then put into the space of, um, to be forgotten, you know, and we've gone through this numbing, um, that like this shell that we're like bursting out of, and we're like remembering everything that has been kept from us. Um, and, you know, going back to like the tampons, like I always like recommend nobody to wear tampons because like you said, one, that connection, but also, um, it's literally like a plug. Like if you're clogging up a drain, you know, you're not going to allow yourself to fully, um, release, which, causes cramping horribly like a lot of my clients who wear tampons I tell them to stop because they're experiencing cramping I'm like you know have you tried not wearing the tampons and they're like no and they'll stop and they'll feel a significantly um decrease in cramping and that's actually what happened to me as well you know when I started coming into this awareness and I would only cramp when I wore tampons and my my womb my yoni literally would like push it out didn't want to let me put it in and um So knowing that cramping is not necessarily, it's not normal. We are not supposed to be cramping. Of course, there's like the, the, um, the surges we may experience, you know, from our uterus, but as far as like sharp, uncontrollable cramping, like that's not, um, normal for us, you know, um, there's just so much that affects us in our environment, whether our food, what we're eating, stress, um, birth control pills, um, trauma, shame that contributes to, to having a very painful cycle. And that's what I do is try to help women to like really figure out what's causing that. Um, we're not meant to suffer during our cycle. It's supposed to be an empowering time, but because women have gone through so much throughout the thousands of years from being killed to being burned, to being raped, um, to not being allowed to be in our full expression of self. Um, I mean, our generation of women have an array of reproductive issues because of this. And there's, it's not just ours, ours that we're dealing with. It's the women that came before us. So just empowering women to know that there's nothing wrong with you. There's 
a shit ton of things we've gone through in the history of women. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And what are, um, you know, as, as you've gone through, as you've gone through this journey of, you know, of, of being somebody that, that really holds this, this, you know, womb wisdom, mm-hmm. um, what would you, what have you found are some of the, some of the most impactful ways that that can that have supported you and that can support women and really deepening their their intimacy their connection and and their reverence um to their cycle yeah so going back to resting you know um it's supposed to be a time of rest although there are some women some clients of mine who actually feel very energetic on their bleed so most importantly listening listening to what your body needs and how you feel in the moment Unfortunately, we do not everybody has the privilege to rest on their cycles. Um, I'm very um, privileged because I have my own practice, my own business that I can intentionally set in my calendar to know when I'm bleeding so I can take those days off intentionally. So if you have that privilege, do that. Um, if you have a job where they would honor that, do that so that you can get rest. A lot of the times my clients will come with pain and then, um, I'll tell them to make sure you start resting and they start resting. You know, when our body is, um, having symptoms, it's communicating with us. It's like, there's something out of balance. There's something going on. I need you to listen. And a lot of the times when it comes to menstruation, we need to just rest and listen to what's coming up for us, you know, maybe journal, have some tea, take warm baths, you know, offer your blood to mother earth, you can paint with your blood intuitively, you can anoint your third eye, um, anoint your heart, you can make love on your cycle with a worthy partner, because that's some powerful alchemy right there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, And those are some of my favorite things. And then of course, working with um, herbs that may support your cycle. Um, One I'll just say that's beautiful for all womb keepers is red raspberry leaf. It's beautiful just to strengthen. It's like a tonic for your womb. Um, But there's so many herbs you can work with and look into. Um, And honestly, it's just getting that rest. And one of my favorite things I like to share with my clients is making like a moon dial, which Um, Miranda Gray goes into her book and it's, um, it's essentially psych, um, journaling your cycle. So day one would be your first day of your period. And you would just write down to get to know yourself. Like, how are you feeling that day? Um, what did I eat? How's my libido? Um, am I feeling creative? Like just kind of journaling your day and how you're, how you're feeling health, mind, body, spirit. And you would do that for each day. So day two, day three, all the way until you reach the end of your cycle. And then you can kind of start seeing like how you are cyclical. The more you do this journaling, you can see like, oh, that makes sense. Like why I'm feeling more energetic when I'm ovulating, you know, why I may be more, you know, more um, moisturized down there, you know, or when I'm moving more into my like enchantress phase, the fall phase, I'm a little drier in constitution. I'm a little more bitchy, (laughs) you know, Um, yeah, we're taking, we just take less shit, you know, we just like everything's coming into our awareness to be really analyzed because we're getting ready to release it, right? With our cycle. So those dishes that you haven't been getting washed by your partner, you're like, you better wash those dishes, you know, like, <laughs> um, 
the socks on the floor and the yeah. dishes. <laughs> the chonies that are right there that the that right next to the basket and you just got to throw it in the basket like one into eight, you know um yeah. so that's one of my favorite ways to to come into the cycle of your cycle of knowing yourself I love that I love that and those are all what I love about them is that one, they all, they all, dem- and I will boldly say the word demand, they all demand your presence. Yes. And, and, and rightfully so. Yeah. Right. Rightfully so like really demanding your presence to, to come into that, like into that resting. Right. And as you were sharing, if you're, you know, if your job honors that great, and I was like, if you're a job and you don't honor that, please honor it. Just start to consider yeah. how incredible that would be. They'll yes. come back and they'll be popping, you yeah. know, but to, um, to really begin to, to do that. And I feel like for, and I feel like for women, you know, and as I see it for myself, right. It, it was just like, it was such a, it was such a journey. It was such a journey to, to really come into that radical presence mm-hmm. um, of, of that time. And so I really love the, you know, there's, there's all obviously like so much more to dive mm-hmm. into this. Like we're definitely yeah. like, uh, you know, get to continue this conversation and, and, you know, dive into, you know, the, the archetypes and, and really get to have this because I feel that it's so, so, so important for, for women to get to know and be aware of, of how mm-hmm. normal this is, of how sacred this is, of how beautiful and powerful yeah. this is, the more that we are aware to it and the more devotional we are with our intention in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you sharing with us, you know, just like how it, you know, how it started, like how that happened for you and, you know, what got you to it and, and what you discovered along the way, right? Like what, what are the, the rituals, right. That are non-existent based off on society. And what are the yeah. rituals that you really begin to remember and mm-hmm. to bring into practice that now like really allow you to to be in in such a um such a beautiful place and in the the seat that you hold you know as a woman as a medicine woman as a womb keeper as a mother a sister a partner as a human being you know (laughs) what I mean like all of this and and I think that that is um all of that is so powerful and and we cannot speak about it enough Mm-hmm. you know and so for for those of you that are that are listening and and watching this conversation to to really begin to feel into your relationship with your menstrual cycle mm-hmm. right like are there are there times in which you are like oh, you know and, and if in those times can you give yourself permission to stretch yeah. a little bit more into surrender and and in, in seeing how it's actually working for you. Right. And, um, really honoring it. How are you honoring for yourself? How do you honor it for your friends? How do you honor it for the women around you? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and is there, and before I ask you our our final, our final question, Mm -hmm. um, you know, would love to you know, just get to like open up the the space for you to share like any last like nugget of of wisdom. If the womb, if the if the womb of all wombs could speak to us right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what would you say? 
Oh, wow. Um, what would the womb of all wombs say? She would say to listen, to surrender, to, yeah, really surrender. I feel it's like the biggest thing, you know, women need to learn to surrender. We need to surrender to our just being state, you know, we live in such a masculine run world. Women are awakening, our wombs are awakening, they want to be heard. And you can simply do this by closing your eyes, breathing into your womb, placing your hands on your womb and breathing into her and just listening, listening to her voice and sending her love and thank you and gratitude. And you could even take it a step further by connecting your womb roots down to mother earth and grounding into mother earth and letting her nourish your womb and offering your love back to her and creating that, that connection of activation of remembering something about um, dropping your roots down to mother earth. Like the first time I ever did that, it was such an activating experience for me. Um, especially in a circle of women, I highly recommend. <laughs> <laughs> top experiences in life top experiences <laughs> gotta do it <laughs> oh I love that I love that and and so with you know with that with that be being said who how all of that journey got you to to where you are today mm-hmm. right and and how it evolved mm-hmm. in time it's like I feel like I, I a part of me is like this was written, you know, it was written in the stars for you to, for you to be who you are today, because you embody it so, so beautifully and so powerfully and mm-hmm. so um, authentically, mm-hmm. you know? And so a question. Yes. <laughs> who are you today? Mm, today, today I'm a sister. I get to sit across you and support your dreams and your magic and your wisdom. So it's such an honor. Um, But I also get to be a guide to guide you all here into remembering your highest self, your highest womb self. Um, Yeah, so that's who I'm today, sister and a guide. (laughs) And a guide, I love it. And your name for everybody to know? I am Cassandra Arias. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you so much, Cassandra, for, mm-hmm. for being here and for, for sharing, you know, for sharing your wisdom and your insights and, and this beautiful passage with us. Um, for those of you that are like, okay, hold up. I need to like, <laughs> definitely get to, you know, dive in more of that. There's going to be uh-huh. all the information for Cassandra down here below underneath, underneath this video. And, uh, remember that you get to listen you get to surrender and mm-hmm. you get to own the the beautiful cyclical nature that is being a whoop keeper as yes. Cassandra would share mm-hmm. so thank you Cassandra for being here mm-hmm. and thank you all for listening for tuning mm-hmm. in into this beautiful passage and on to the next passage yes Take a deep breath as you exit the portal of Passages, the podcast. May these readings of passages and deep dives into rites of passage continue to empower you in every single breath and every single step that you take. From this moment until the next passage, may your path forever be blessed.